Hi, I'm Nicole. And I'm Shereen. And you're listening to Oh, oh Lord, Here We Go Again, where we discuss hot topics, current events, and break down the Bible from a millennial perspective. So whether you're like me, who knows nothing about pop culture but loves the news and reads the Bible, or you're like me, who's opinionated on hot topics, unsure about religion, and on a spiritual journey using crystals and sage, then this podcast is for you. Hello. Hello. Hey, guys. Here we go again. <laughs> it's another week. Another week. And, oh, I swear, life is just showing me how old I am. I literally woke up this week Mm -hmm. with my Achilles tendon in pain for no reason. It's just called age. Like, people did not, (laughs) adults did not warn me. They said things like, oh, you're going to have to work for a living and raising kids is hard and, Mm -hmm. you know, stay a kid as long as you can. They did not talk about the fact that children have super mutant healing powers where you can like jump off the top of a bunk bed, your leg flip backwards, oh, yeah. and you just get up. You're like, oh, it hurts. Two minutes later, you're healed. Oh, yeah. Now you're I'm just good. waking up, <laughs> and like, my tendon oh, wants to fall off. I'm in pain. And I'm oh. limping for a week because I slept. <laughs> because you slept it wrong or whatever. It didn't even have to be wrong. I just went to sleep and woke up, and it hurts. Like, this is. Hey. No one warned me. I won't be warning my children. Oh, I will yeah. just be like, You'll love the freedom of getting older, but the pain, physical pain, comes with freedom. I know. It stinks. It's, it's I, I definitely had that moment when I drank like I used to. And the next day, I was like, I am dead to the world. I couldn't, like, just spring up and be like, all right, let's go another round. <laughs> oh, you couldn't drink until 6 in the morning, get take a shower at 6.30 and then, and go, then to go to work, work at 7? <laughs> Those days are over. <laughs> Done. It's like, what is happening? <sighs> the superhuman abilities of yeah, youth. just goes down as your it's, age goes It's not up. even like a random change. It's like you hit 30 and it just changes. Yes. Yes. It just changes. I didn't realize it was a thing. Yeah. It's not like a, a progressive thing. It's just like, it's what, like what the, the hell heck? happened? Yeah. Yeah, it stinks. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much my thing for this. I like it. It's crazy. It sucks, but, you know, just gotta live with it. Update, y'all. So what's up with you? Um, So I do want to talk about this bike that I got. (sighs) For outdoors, indoors? No. So it's it's the Nordic Track. (laughs) Nordic Track. You sound so angry. Oh, my God. Okay. So here's the thing. Yep. I heard that your hoo-ha hurts when you get on a spin bike, either for the first time or if you've done it before and you haven't done it for a while. I didn't realize how bad Mm. it hurts. Mm. And you realized it when you went on the bike as well. I did. Yes. That was a pain. I didn't even know I had trigger points down there. Like... (laughs) I don't even know how to explain it. I couldn't even last two minutes because I was so frustrated and in pain. It's it's just like the seat is trying to impregnate you. (laughs) You don't want it. It's the best way to say that. Trying to drive its way into place. How do I don't know how men spin? They must stand up the whole time. And the men love cycling and all of that. I don't know how they do it. Uh, Yeah, like just it hits a bone. It hits some bones in there that it should not hit. You know, people just people keep saying, you know, you're you're gonna get used to it. You just got to keep going. And I'm like. I can't even do the first 10 minutes of one ride. How can I do two or three rides? 
before like why must we endure this pain like i don't understand they enjoy enjoyment of cycling i don't know it's why do people jog i don't uh, I, yeah and that i will never understand they're like oh my joints hurt why are they're you like, jogging oh, it gives oh. me this adrenaline so rush it's the same thing with cycling. whatever i'm like oh good for you like same thing with the cycling i guess you got to go through the hoo-ha pain to, um... It's very frustrating. Okay. Very yep. frustrating. I'm like, wow. Here I. This is what I get from wanting to work out. This is exactly <laughs> the what I get. From to I'm like, you know what? Let me start exercising. And Gentle do something. pain, discomfort. You know what? Whenever I pass the room and just look at that bike, I'm just like, I hate you. <laughs> One day, though. One day we will get over it. Oh, and before we get into the topic. I don't want to spend too much time on it because we probably will need to do an entire episode at one point. Mm-hmm. But this Supreme Court nominee that... Okay. We're going to say we're Mr. not going to have to do a, an entire episode on this because she just, you know, will no longer be a thing. Well, no, just, I mean, an entire episode on like the entire debacle of them okay. trying to rush this oh, nomination yes. Yes. right before the election and, and the hypocrisy and all this stuff. Because... I'm going to want to talk about politics. I've been right. holding back for you guys, you know, because it's so much in the world, but right. I'm going to No, break. that's perfectly, yeah. <laughs> but, Definitely. you know, she scares me. Oh, of course. She terrifies me. <sighs> she scares me. For all different reasons. Yeah. And, like, literally, he said who his nominee was, and they passed a bill banning... I mean, it's not related as in she didn't pass it, but like the Republican Party passes a bill that says that transgender girls cannot participate in girl sports at schools or the schools risk losing their funding. And I'm like, this is just how it starts. I mean, that's a fight that's been happening forever, but right. it's just like, it was oh, just yeah. like an omen. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> of what is to come. Exactly. I know like the hardcore religious people probably love this. Oh yeah. But I'm like, can we kind of step, like step back Yeah. from your Church hardcore. and state being separate. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and this is from a podcast that we talk about the Bible every episode. Yeah, people have mentioned *Handmaid's Tale*. Blessed be the fruit. (laughs) I don't want to. And listen, okay, we did have. I did get a comment of like, "Why do I laugh when we're talking about serious topics?" It's called nervous laughter, people. It's called like hysterical laughter. It is a laugh that is just done because otherwise you cry or you you know it's it's a a thing. Yeah, so. Yeah, when no, I get laughing. nervous, I just cry at the drop of a beat. Like, I just cry, and other people will just laugh. And it's just a thing. Well, you cry and I giggle. Like, yeah. that's it. It's not because I think this people is People will look at us and be like, I'm confused. Yes. Yeah. It is just like... It's like, no, we're both I cannot scared. believe this is going on. So yeah. I have to do... I, I don't know how to not do something. So that's yeah. what I do. Anywho. So moving on to the topic, which is it's more about empowerment mm-hmm. rather than being overtaken by this depression. Yes. Um, it's about advocating for yourself in the workplace. Yes. I remember, you can tell me if this happened to you. Okay. Growing up and the myths of if you work really hard, you'll be recognized for your, you know, striving for success in your company will give you a promotion. And you'll move up the ranks and somehow end up being CEO and just buckle down and try and put in that work. 
And that is not real. No, that's not real. If it happens, it's like that one in a million. It's kind of like not everyone can be Beyonce. Exactly. It doesn't matter if you can sing well and you can dance. You can't be. Be Even Kelly Rowland, her cousin, who started with her, couldn't be Beyonce. Couldn't be Beyonce. So there is that same kind of thing. Yes, there are a few people who might fit into a company where somebody recognizes talent and says, you know what? You're going to be this person and I'm going to move you up. But for the most part, that's not how it works. How it works is you have to advocate for yourself. Yes. And that means you have to request promotions. You have to be able to sell yourself to upper management. Exactly. And if you can't do that, you need to be willing to leave. So I just want to say that I am, you know, I will talk about this, but I am definitely like those of you out there who are not good advocates for yourself, I am right there with you. Um, I will talk so much and like talk to friends, talk to family, but when it comes to the workplace, I will kind of stay quiet and all it's doing is just making yourself miserable. Mm -hmm. And one day you need to just get up and realize, you know what? No one is going to care about my needs or my passions more than me. I need to step up and I need to speak up. Oh, yeah. And it's worse when you add in things like being a woman in the workplace, right. being a minority in the workplace. Right. Um, you know, it it makes it that much harder for you. Exactly. Um, personal experience. I have tons of stories from, you know, friends, family, all that kind of stuff. I've done research, things like that. But personal stories. My first place that I worked um as a real like steady right grown up job out of college um the director would come to me with things the assistant director would bring me pretty much my career has been financial aid Mm -hmm. so they would come to me with the hardest students i would clean up after my co-workers and basically i had to ask you know for more responsibility and one day i said okay i'm gonna apply for this management position Mm -hmm. And I literally was pulled into an office and told, you meet all of the criteria. Mind you, the management position um, on the site started at $3,000 more than I was making. Mm -hmm. And when I applied for it, they pulled me in. They said, you meet all of the criteria. We, you know, want to offer you the job, but we are not going to increase your salary. I said, wait a minute. Make that make sense. But I meet all of this criteria you know, all this stuff. Yeah, but, you know, the way HR has it set up and levels, and they just did some spiel oh, yeah. of, of garbage. Oh, yeah. And so I told them, no, I'm not going to do that because I know that I'm going to end up being the cleaner, doing extra work, and still making the same. The because same. when it's not my responsibility, management was coming to me with right. things. So just imagine when it... So when it, it is my responsibility... Exactly. Of course, I'm not going to add even more things exactly. to your plate. And mind you, that same year, I was up for a merit increase. And for those of you who are listening who are not in the workforce, there is the cost of living increase, mm-hmm. which is just like something that pretty much everyone gets every, you know, if your company does increases. And then there's a merit increase, which means you've worked very hard. You stand out above everyone. I was up for a merit increase. My boss did not turn in the paperwork. (laughs) 
And they told me that I cannot get the increase, even though I did all of the work right. and I deserved it, but she turned it in wrong. And so I was getting punished all while telling me they can't give me an increase to become a manager in, you know, to enter into the management. So there was just, it was a lot. I was like, excuse me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I left that company. Of course. And good for you for doing that. Cause a lot of people would have just stayed because they would have just felt stuck. Exactly. And that's what it, I did. I felt yeah. stuck and I was like, worst case scenario, I can apply for other jobs. If I don't get anything, I don't get anything. But if I do, I will move up. Right. And also in that same year, the uh, president of financial aid who came back to the company, um, she had worked there four years before as a counselor, four or five years before as a mm-hmm. counselor, just like me. She left the company every time moving up. So she went, uh, maybe it was six years, but she went from the regular counselor to like a assistant director to a director at another school. Then she left that school and went up what, and by the time she was coming back, she's making six figures to come back to the university that she left as the president. <laughs> While I'm working with other people who had been there for 10 years right. and were in the same position. Right. So you could tell that was the culture of that company. Of course. And I think that's just what it is now where, um, you know, advocating for yourself is also, you know, like in your situation, they weren't going to give you the increase or anything Mm -hmm. like that. So you just leave. And I think that's why now so many people, not to say they're not committed to their jobs, but they would be committed if leadership supported them yes and gave them something exactly so that's why there's so much job hopping now exactly and there's no loyalty because the companies aren't loyal to you exactly Mm -hmm. exactly Mm um yeah promotions it's hard with that because it's like you want to be able to move up in a company and you're not hearing anything from management and You've got to advocate for yourself and say, hey, this is all of the work I've been doing. I would like to, you know, see if there's a higher position I could apply to or whatever Mm -hmm. the case is. And all they're going to do is just take advantage of you and just not offer you an increase. Or they'll be like, you know what, just just shut him or her up. Let me just give them a title. And that's it. But no, That can happen. So when you advocating for yourself means... You have to be all around. Right. So if you're asking for a promotion, that promotion comes with more responsibility. It needs to come with an increased paycheck right. as well as a title. Do not accept an increased title with no paycheck unless you are strategically doing it so you can move. So there is something that people um, will do is if they know, because companies want to hire people who already have done the job. So yes. if you want to become a manager, it's easier for you to become a manager in title only at your current job and then move into another job as a manager. Absolutely. Even if you don't do any other work, you can get the title. So what some people will do is they'll say, okay, I just, you know, if their company's not offering them more money, they'll take the title change because they know they plan to leave. Exactly. Because you can just put that on your resume, get your resume up and another company will look at it and be like, Ooh, exactly. And give you, you know, higher pay. That is, Higher pay is something people should not feel ashamed about of asking. asking. Exactly. Um, you know, I definitely feel ashamed. There was a time I felt like I deserved it. Mm-hmm. And it's like I almost felt ashamed to even ask, even mm-hmm. though I knew I deserved it. Yeah. Um, 
And people will make you feel like you're asking for the whole world. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. That's one of the strategies companies do when they say the whole don't discuss your salary with other employees. It's to keep... We need to make that more common. People, mm-hmm. I do believe people should discuss their salaries with yes. one another. Now, of course, you know, there are certain people in the workplace that are just there to get you and they're just not good people at all. Um, you know, if you don't want to discuss your salary with them, that is understandable because yeah. I wouldn't either. But there are people in your workplace that you probably get along with or whatever the case is. I don't think it should be, you know, a negative thing to discuss your salary. They make it a taboo on purpose to keep us against each other. Of course. Because if, you know, person A is making 50,000 and person B is making 35 and they don't talk about it, but they're doing the same work. Exactly. Person A might be like, oh my gosh, I don't want to tell them because what if they're making less than me and they'll hate me? No, they don't. They shouldn't hate you. They should hate the company. Exactly. The company is the and one not doing And person B is that. probably doing more work than person A and getting paid <laughs> and, less. <laughs> and even if they're doing the same work, then person B will be able to say, hey, I know person A is making this much money, but people are afraid that their money is going to get taken away. Right. Right. And that's really mostly not the case. I mean, if they if that does happen, that's when you have lawsuits. Of course. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's... When you advocate for yourself and you have that confidence in yourself to know what you're worth, mm-hmm. there's another thing, especially women and um, in the workplace, we tend to think that management will give us what we deserve rather oh, than yes. knowing what we are worth. Oh my goodness. That is the mindset I had even up until like three years ago, I was like, oh, you know, they're just going to give you what you're worth. They'll see your worth and, you know, what they'll give you what you deserve. And it's like, no, they're looking out for themselves. Yes. They don't care about you. Exactly. You they don't to... care that you're struggling or whatever the case is. Like, they just don't care. Exactly. You have to think about it like if you're going to Starbucks and you want a trend. What is it, Trenta? Trenta. You yeah. want a Trenta coffee. Mm-hmm. And Starbucks says, Trenta coffee is $8. You're going to pay the $8 because right. they've demanded it. If Starbucks says, give me what you think it's worth, you're going to magically think a Trenta's worth 3 bucks. Oh, of course. Because yeah, you definitely. also want to keep as much exactly. money as you can. Exactly. So companies try to tell you, like, we're a family. We'll take care of you. No. Yeah, it is. No. They are in it for the owners to keep as much money in their pockets exactly. as possible. And you have to say, but I'm worth the eight dollars some Trenta. Right. You know? Right. Absolutely. So And if they see that you're weak or if they see that you're kind of like, oh, you know, whatever you think, do not give them that power. I gave them that power. <laughs> that will backfire so hard on you. You, yeah. you have to do your research, you know, the type of job that you're going into. Um, just do your research. Know how much the pay should be. Kind of research mm-hmm. the company because nine times out of ten, the company has the money. Yeah. They have the money to give you. Glassdoor is a really great resource. Yes. Um, yeah, and you can go ahead and they, you know, people go onto Glassdoor, report their salaries and the website puts an average. So say you want to be, you know, a financial advisor in, uh, Fort Lauderdale, 
you can look on there and see how much the average financial advisor makes and how much the company you're looking for, the employees reported how much they make. And so you can know going into that, if the salary range on there says 50 to 55 and the average person is making 51 and you think you're worth 55 you ask for 55 absolutely you can even ask for 58 i was gonna say yeah (laughs) and if they come down to 55 you're fine exactly don't you 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 have to make yourself comfortable because nobody is going to do that for you exactly and with all of it we need to remember that yes, companies can say no. So whenever I listen to these kinds of things, I listen to these talks, I read the books right. about you know all the stuff I research, and I'm always like, it's not that easy, it's not that easy. No, oh, it isn't. Yeah. But when you go in there, I've been rejected. I just told you one of my stories. Right now, in the company I'm in right now, I'm having the same, you know, a similar problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up getting a promotion and more money, but it wasn't from my direct supervisor. It's because... I, a higher a higher person yeah. came and said, "Wait a minute, right. she's a value," and I could probably go that back door again. I haven't, I won't right. right now because it's not at that level for me. But you you might get told no. Right. But guess what? If you're told yes, you're in a better position. And if you're told no, you look for somewhere else. Exactly. Like because of COVID right now, it might be a little bit more difficult in certain sectors. Right. I, yeah, I think in certain certain sectors, sectors it is a little more difficult, but also you just never know. Exactly, because there are some companies who just changed their business model and yes. they actually started hiring more people on because right. you know their business is just now a little more different. People are more interested in getting things delivered to them. Exactly. People are more interested in like IT tech and like not that you have to work with the computer. But just things like how to reset a password, they'll teach you that and you can like reset the password from home. Just there's so much things, but you have to be willing to make that move and you have to be willing to leave that company because there will be something better for you. If they are not going to value you, you go somewhere that they value. And sometimes by having another job offer in there, you can negotiate with your current company. Right. If you, if you truly have a good relationship with your current company, but you're just like this the pay or you know whatever is isn't working out for me and you apply to another job you get that job yeah you can use it to negotiate your current company yeah i would just take the other job but you know <laughs> at that point i would take the other yeah, job as well but people's situations are different exactly um, and you also that also ties into the type of person you're working for um what because there are some rare cases where the person you're working for, they do want the best for you. Mm-hmm. And once you find that role model, that leader, definitely cherish them because it's so rare yeah. in the workplace to and find there, someone like that. There are times when their budgets are limited. So right. you might be working for a company where you think you're worth 100000 They can only pay you 80000 but you feel that they value you. You right. feel that they're doing everything in their power to keep exactly. you. If you have to leave, that's not a bad thing. Exactly. I know a lot of people who feel guilty for say, finding they, they new jobs. into it and they feel bad and, you know, because they feel like they're cutting off. Their yeah, they're leaving place. them in the lurch or whatever right. it might be. 
but you have to take care care of yourself (laughs) because no one is going to do that. Yeah, because if that company needs to go out of business, they're not going to struggle to keep your paycheck coming. They're going to do what they have to do. If If they sell and another company has to get rid of the entire staff because they feel more comfortable with the new staff, they're not going to blink an eye. So you need to take care of yourself and do what you have to do. And if you notice, like, do your own research and you'll see these com- these high up people jump from company to company. Oh, yes. They have no problem working for one company for three years, taking the next step up to be somebody else's CEO right. and then the next step to be a president of this. And they just continue because to Because sometimes that's just what you have to do in exactly. order to get an increase in pay, an increase in serotonin <laughs> what are you trying to say that's the, the, happy. the, the happy one yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know you you gotta do what you gotta do exactly um, yeah i mean you might just not agree with what your company's doing their new business model right it's okay so that's something they'll take advantage of you they will they will take advantage of you and you just cannot be a doormat exactly um one thing i noticed that is very common is what they'll do is say they know that you're you're good at your job and you're a nice person Mm -hmm. they're gonna ask you to do a project yeah that project then turns into five projects which then turns into ten projects and you know you are that because you're the nice person you're saying okay no problem Sometimes you may not even understand that project fully, but you just say, okay, no problem. You have to speak up for yourself to say, hey, like, what are the deadlines? Because you're stressing yourself out, not knowing when this is due, what expectations they have. So they're doing all of these projects, dumping them all on you. And then it's like, but hey, other people, they're just doing their one main job. I have to do my one main job plus all of these other projects. But there's no increase yes. in pay. Yes. So keep track of what your job description is. Right. Because companies, because you're doing extra projects, they'll try to make you think that that's part of your job. Exactly. And so you can't complain because if you say, well, I don't want to do this extra project because I need to do my work. Right. Well, that's a part of your work because I was assigning it to you. But if you have in your job description that, you know project x y and z are not a part of your job description Mm -hmm. you can say i would like a promotion or an increase because the last two years i have been doing projects x y and z and my job description clearly states that i'm only supposed to do a b and c right and the two things are going to happen they're either going to take away the extra projects or they're going to have to give you something even if it's just a title they might not give you an increase they might give you an increase without the title whatever they're going to do but something will have to change exactly because you just have to keep track of these little things that you do because when it comes time for your yearly review yes you go ahead and speak up for yourself say hey like these are the projects i've done all of this year and this is why i think i deserve no not even i think this is why i know i deserve exactly you know an increase that is more than just the cost of living yes increase or whatever the case is um, yeah, of course it can make you nervous, but you have to, the worst they can do is say no. Right. If you're doing all this extra, right. They're not going to say, I'm going to fire you because you but request again, like, an I'm increase. I'm going to keep it real here. Like I have issues with mm-hmm. that. I, I did have too. issues standing up for myself. Yeah. Because I get nervous. I, 
not even that I just, I don't like rejection, but I'm always just thinking about the worst case scenario. And because I don't want to face that, I'd rather just stay quiet. But then all I'm doing is making myself miserable mm -hmm. and I'm the one getting, you know, piled on, like with all these projects and stuff. No, and, yeah. you know, you, you can't do that to yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And another thing um, I'd like to say for people listening is that um, when you go in there, have something concrete that you do. Yeah. Don't just say, well, I think I deserve a promotion because I'm willing to work late and I try hard. No, that is not promotion worthy. I'm right. sorry. Right. But if you can say, I have taken on this responsibility, this responsibility, and this responsibility outside of my job description, that is what gets you the promotion. Oh, yeah. Um, And a lot of times people don't understand that. They're like, but... I'm always willing to, you know, take extra shifts and work late and do da da da. That by itself is not extra because you're getting paid for that. Right. However, That's just if taking having an opener taking and taking advantage, advantage of you. However, if you take extra shifts and you say like you take a leadership role of like I want to become the manager of the night shift because. I've been taking these extra shifts to cover and that keeps up the team morale and blah, blah, blah. That's one thing, right. but not just, oh, I worked a couple extra hours every single week. I should be promoted to manager. Right. So right. when you're, when you, when you're advocating for yourself, keep emotions out of it. Companies want to see tangible results. They want to see where it is person. making them more money. Right. It is somehow helping the bottom line and that's what gets you there. Not just, I feel like I did extra yeah, because everyone's to competing to do extra and right. some are competing to do less, but you can never say, well, this person does less, so I should get more right. money because guess what? They signed on for the same job and it's acceptable to management for them to do less. So what I would say is you don't tell them this part, but if you notice person A is in the corner meeting minimum goals and making the same money as you and you're meeting maximum and you say hey i would like a promotion and they because of xyz and they say no then you drop down to minimum i was going to say yes and that's exactly what i was about to say what you need to do is or maybe right above minimum so that way they can't fire you they could only fire that yeah <laughs> i mean i think a lot of people will be guilty of this if you try to advocate for yourself and they just don't want to give you anything, a title, an increase, nothing, but you know you've been doing all the extra work. You know what? Don't stress yourself out anymore. Just do the minimum. Just meet your qualifications. Yeah, for your job. For your and job. Move on. And that's it. <laughs> and if they question you, you literally could say, I did all that extra work to try to get a promotion. You denied my promotion, so now I'm just doing my job. Is exactly. that a problem? And they can't say anything exactly. to you. Because yeah, what the are they going to say? Is that a problem? <laughs> yeah, because what are they going to say? Well, we're requiring you to do more than your job, but we won't pay you for it. Right. Lawsuit. So they're just going to have to say, oh, okay. Right. And that part, I've done myself. And I'm a black woman in America. So yeah. I'm the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. And I couldn't get fired. Because you're as long as you don't have attitude, you don't yes. have bad work. Right. Like you just do your job to its minimum. Exactly. But the best it can be done. So your files are still right, your reports are still right, right. everything's on time. 
but you're not going over and above. You're not bringing exactly. the boss coffee. You're not leading the team presentation. Exactly. You're not doing any of that. You're not extra. bringing all of these suggestions to the team. Exactly. No, just do what you need until to do. Until you get that new job. Exactly. That go ahead you and do your new job. Money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Ad- make sure and when you go to get a new job, advocate for yourself too with a new job. Oh yeah. Okay. When make you're sure in that, that interview, <laughs> You know, you did that research we right, talked about. Exactly. You went online. You know what the average is. And you go above because companies will negotiate. And they'll bring it down. And honestly, they re- most times they have the money. If they don't have the money, then they'll just be like, I'm sorry, this is the minimum. Right. That we, or the maximum, the maximum we can we give can you. Yeah. And you know what your minimum is that you're um, willing to work for. So you're right. like, this is the, the least I'll take exactly. this job for. And as long as it's higher than that. Take exactly. the new job, and you can always leave that job and go to the next one. Exactly. Just keep on going until one day you hit something that, that makes your heart sing. Make, exactly makes your heart sing and your wallet happy. Yeah. It's always good. <laughs> it will happen, and I got. I'm speaking for myself also. It will happen. <laughs> it is the best. The best time to apply for a job is when you have a job. That because you true. can negotiate. You're not feeling pressed. Yeah. You're not trying to take anything someone throws at you. Exactly. You can just be nice and calm. Just like, uh, what you're trying to offer me? <laughs> no, yeah. thank you. And exactly. you go in there with this confidence. Like, if you only make 50000 but you're looking for a job to pay you eighty. First of all, don't ever put that you only make 50000 yeah, When they ask you your current not. salary, you put a negotiable or something. You yeah. don't put an answer. But when you walk in there, you're just like, honey, I am worth eighty, yeah. And they're like, well, we can only pay you seventy nine, And you're just like, oh, I don't know if I should take that. Take it. You need 29 <laughs> more than what you are making. But you pretend exactly. like you did them a favor. Exactly. And then sometimes they'll be like, oh, well, we can't really... Honestly, I would rather work for 90, but I figured because of the size of your company, you might only be able to do 80. I don't know. Like, oh. have just, I mean, have that in your mind, though. Yeah, like, you yeah. don't have to say that, right. but have that in your essence. Right. Like, companies want people who don't need them. Especially as a woman. Just, like, you need to bring that confidence. Yes. And don't put emotion in don't it. Don't seem desperate. No one yeah. wants a desperate person. Exactly. Period. Exactly. Even in relationships, no one wants a desperate person. Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, don't go in there so arrogant, like, you know, wearing a yeah, fur coat. Yeah, confident, but don't and, be cocky. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Confident, not cockiness. Just be an advocate for yourself yeah. in life in general. In general, but the workplace is the hardest place to do right. it for people. Right. They just... That, that that thing is drilled into them that you'll be recognized for, you know, working hard. No, you're not going to be recognized unless you push for it. Exactly. And you will see there are some people who it seems like they're moving up and you're like, but they're idiots. What's oh, happening? Yeah. The dumbest people are the most confident. Absolutely. They are the ones who are like, I deserve a million dollars. They have to make up for their idiocracy. Yeah, they, they're just they just they're oblivious to how dumb they are oh yeah and so they are the first ones to say i would like a promotion and then you wonder why they're moving up and they're garbage well guess what they're asking and don't be afraid of no i do want to share this funny story which i call uh i don't call it that but i was just like it's white man's luck Mm -hmm. so i have a friend who he was coming to work for the company that i was with and he's good but he accepted the job like a day before he was supposed to come. He changed his mind because he was freaking out about going to a new company and okay. told them, never mind. 
they thought he was playing hard to get and called him back and offered him more money. And so then he ended up coming for more money because they thought he was advocating for himself and trying to like play this game of, well, you're trying to get me, but it's not enough money. And really talking to him. Yeah, this is why I got a white man's love. Because <laughs> I'm sitting here like I had to fight them tooth and nail for yeah. the amount of money that I was asking for. And they were nickel and diming me down to right. where it was just like, okay, I'm not going to fight you over this little tiny bit of money right. difference that you're fine. You can win that little bit. And here <laughs> he comes chickening out because he was afraid of change and they were like oh he must be really good let yeah. me give him more I'm sure that's definitely not the norm so don't hope yeah that. <laughs> do not do that do not you can you can tell them well my company offered me more money to yeah. stay and see if they'll offer you more money to come right. but don't play the game of backing out last minute and hoping yeah. <laughs> but it worked for him he got lucky and that. i was just like that's one of the reasons that I know advocating works is yeah. because <laughs> now we are not professionals in this um topic. I just want to make sure people know that. Yes, this, this is like personal we're not research or anything like that. But this, this is, is just personal, personal research, personal experience, yeah. and like testimonials from other people. Right, that it does work. Yeah. So again. I'm not saying to play games. I'm not saying going there hostile and like, I will walk out and leave you in the lurch. No. But if you do not ask, you will not receive. That's just, yeah, a general rule. If you do not ask, you'll just never know. And like you said earlier, the worst they can say is no. Exactly. As long as you are doing your job. Exactly. So anywho, moving into the Bible breakdown. So, Genesis 11. Mm-hmm. Did you get to it this week? I did. Awesome. <laughs> I'm excited to hear your feedback. I don't so, know if I have any feedback for it. <laughs> I read it. <laughs> so, basically, it uh, starts talking about people all speaking the same language yes. at one point. Right. Which would make sense because they came from Noah and his family. They all spoke the same language. Right. And they had to spread out. But I find it interesting that in Genesis uh, 11, 5, God said, look, the people are united and nothing is will be impossible. So let's confuse them mm-hmm. and scatter that scatter them and, you know, give new languages. Right. So, like, if you have to say, let's do this thing. Who's he talked to? Who's she talked to? So, I mean, sometimes I say to myself, let's do this. And I'm only talking to me. So. <laughs> that, there we go. So, you know, that was very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. But even more interesting is the fact that God feared people and their ability to accomplish because they were trying to build a tower into the heavens. Right. And God was like, I don't want them to be able to accomplish anything. And so I'm going to divide people. And it's very relevant to today, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. in that we are at the highest point in technology. Like we, you know, watch documentaries and things where we have, you know, what is it? Like a hundred thousand times increase in technology and technological capabilities. Like the cell phones we use now are, have more capabilities than what sent man to the moon. Right. Right. (laughs) You know, years ago. So, Technology is ridiculously exponentially expanding. 
And we're trying to colonize Mars for goodness sake. And look at how divided we are. Yeah, there's Look a... at how humanity has turned on each other. And all the way back in Genesis, the first book of the Bible, when people were united to the point that they were building towers into space and intruding in God's majesty, God divided us intentionally. And guess what is happening right now? So I'm just saying, I'm not saying go out there and become an evangelist and join one of these wacky churches who is, you know, trying to create handmade sale. I am just saying, and I'm not saying become anti-God because God is evil and trying to separate people. But I'm just saying, so we stop looking at each other as the enemy who's competing for resources and trying to take the food out of each other's mouths. And we start looking at each other as resources that can help to cultivate more food, better food, things like that. I think that will help to diminish the division between us because yeah that definitely will help but if you really think about it i don't think people are capable of doing that nowadays no i mean i think there are pockets of communities yeah that will but overall no oh yeah no there's the ideology uh is dividing people Mm -hmm. unnecessarily for some of it i mean obviously if you think slavery should be brought back, we cannot be friends. Like if you're straight up racist, we cannot communicate of and course. agree to disagree. No, you wrong, period. Yeah. But things like, oh, should taxes be 10% or 2%? I shouldn't try to kill, we shouldn't try to kill each other over that kind of right. stuff. Yeah. So that's it. But getting back to this, so then... Um, it talks about the descendants. So Shem has descendants uh, with Abram, which we'll get to because then stories get good. And uh, each generation, it shows when you read it, how lives got shorter as we've talked about before. So Shem lived 600 years and then within eight generations, um, the descendants were only living 120 years. So that's a huge decline. Wow. And uh, then it starts to mention like Lot, which he's gonna, there's gonna be a nice fun story about him in the future. And he's directly descended to Noah and Abraham um, and Adam, which I'm noticing a trend. I don't know if it's gonna stay this way, but the main figures tend to be descended from Adam. And I'm like, oh, y'all just, okay, Adam, you just did all the good stuff. I mean, Granted, he's supposedly the only human, but I'm saying like they're making a point of saying that he's descended to Adam, which mm-hmm. makes me think there's other people he could have been descended from. Just saying, just saying. And um, Abram married Sarai. They can't have children. So there's really creepy mention of Nahor marrying his niece. And I understand that back in the day that was not seen as gross, but I'm just let y'all know. Maybe that's why people do that. Or think that's okay now. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, listen, this is what I'm saying. When you read the Bible, it's a guideline. So I was just like, oh, the Bible. Oh, the Bible. You don't have to like all of it, but you, it's there. So like any other historical thing, you just learn and you try to be better. And then now to the historical facts. 
the historical fact this week is April 1973, the first cell phone call was made, but it would take another 10 years before cell phones would go on the market. And at that time, it cost $3,500 for those big clunker. Do you remember those? <laughs> Looking like a brick. Yeah. I remember my dad had one. It yes. was like this gray, big thing with yeah. an antenna. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so those were being, I'm not sure if it was those exactly, but um, cell phones were being sold for $3,500, which is equivalent to $9,100 today. I would never pay $9,100 for a cell phone. I would just be phoneless yeah i just would not have a phone yeah all right we survived another week did another episode (laughs) well thank you guys for listening thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time (laughs) you can find us on all the socials at olaud podcast and you can email us at olaud podcast that's o-h-l-a-w-d podcast at gmail.com music by rage and find us and rate us on iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere that you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Peace.